Oh man, this is the first sentence that I've had since I woke up this morning. Because yes, today is Friday, October 8th. Another episode of Hot Cocoa is currently brewing along with the coffee that's sitting in my hand. And I'm still waking up, but it's fine. We're here. It's going to be a good one, you guys. So let's just literally jump right into it because today is going to be a no edit, hopefully, podcast and it is just going to be super real and I'm going to not edit anything out and I normally don't, but this time I'm really not going to. Hopefully this will go smoothly and I can literally just upload this straight and we'll maybe skip the intro, don't know yet, but what are we doing today? Well, if you've been following my Instagram, I yelled at you guys to ask me questions, and when I first posted about it, literally no one asked me a single question, so I felt defeated, but instead of giving up and going to Google and getting, like, the random Q&A questions that, like, YouTubers fake, I decided to yell at you guys, (laughs) and I was, like, took a video yesterday on my Instagram story, and I said, if you guys don't ask me damn questions. I am not going to have content for the show. So yay, it worked. I have a lot of questions now. So we're going to fill some time answering some of those questions. And I've only read about four and I haven't really thought about my answers. So I'm kind of just going to go and jump like straight into it. But I'm so excited and it's going to be a good one. So welcome back to another amazing episode of Hot Freaking Cocoa Q&A edition. Let's jump right into it. All right. I don't know if you guys want me to say what like names are and stuff I'm gonna probably do I'm probably gonna say the names just because there's some fun people in my life that are in here um so we're on my main Instagram right now answering these questions and I say that in case you guys are listening and you were like well where's my question I didn't get asked well I'm mostly taking everything from my main account because the podcast account got one question from Lily Carnivus, which is what we're going to answer right now. And then we'll jump back to where I was first. So her question is, how did you discover your dream life and how are you working towards it? Ups and downs of the journey. So this is a good question. And Lily and I are actually supposed to get coffee tomorrow morning. Yay. And I know she is in a season of college applications and it's stressful right now. My little brother's doing the same and early applications are due November 1st. And you're probably wondering how this has anything to do with answering the question. It does. Hear me out. And I look at where Lily is and what I wanted for my life when I was her age, when I was applying to colleges. And obviously, I'm not that much older than her. I'm two years older than her. But my life has been so different. And I've had so many, quote unquote, dream lives I wanted that have changed since being where I am now. And I think that that's really important. And I think the biggest takeaway to not answer your question, Lily, is that I do not have my dream life. I thought my dream life like six months ago was to be a TikTok influencer, like just be in LA, just be influencing, doing all that YouTube vlogs, like all of that jazz. And that is literally what I thought my life was going to be. And that was my dream for so long. And now we're here and I don't even know if I want that dream anymore. And my dream now comes from a place of what do I like doing and what kind of fills my spirit. 
And that's kind of how I discovered like my dream goals, I think is a better way to put it instead of my dream life because you're never going to have, well, you could, you could have your dream life. Like I just tend to feel a little bit more realistic about it. And there's so many ups and downs of the journey. And I'm excited for you, Lily, because you're going to go through that when you're at college and stuff, because there's so much that happens in like that first transition that makes you change your mind and you know you're out of your your little circle your little bubble your hometown and it's interesting um so I don't want to answer that question because I don't know my dream life and I know that there's something amazing in store for me in the future but for now my dream is living where I live and recording this podcast every freaking Friday and just doing the best that I can and I think you just have to follow your passions and try to remember what you were called to do. Like for me, like we talked about last week, photography, I haven't picked up my camera in forever. And then I finally decided to, and I feel like that that was the right decision for me and I'm just running with it. So that is where we're at with that. So thank you, Lily, for your question. All right, now we're on to the main Instagram questions. And this one is from Danny. Her Instagram, I love it, is gosh, damn it. Yes, I'm taking breaks to sip my coffee and I'm not editing them out. I'm sorry. Okay, what is your first memory and how do you think it shaped you? That's a good question. Um, My first memory ever? You know what? Actually, this is a really funny story that I wanted to tell on the podcast that I'm bummed now that I'm not recording because it's a really good story, but I'm going to share it anyway. So one of my favorite memories from when I was like younger was um, this time when I was in Girl Scouts and my mom and actually just talked about this last week, but her and I had this great memory of when I was in Girl Scouts and you were selling, you know, you have to sell cookies like every month or whatever, or no, like once a year. And we had came to that year when we had to sell those cookies and in the process of selling those cookies, me and one of my neighbors at the time, her and I, who she was like a couple years older than me and like low key a bad influence, but it's fine. Um, Katie, if you're listening to this, you are amazing and I love you. (laughs) But um, at the time, you're a bad influence because what we did was we opened this box of Girl Scout cookies that we were going to sell. And we only took like two or three, right? Or maybe three or four. I don't know. And we ate them and we just packaged the box up and put some tape on it and acted like there were no cookies missing. And lo and behold, like an hour later, I sell those cookies to my neighbor and my neighbor opens the box and obviously is like, why are there cookies missing? Like I just paid for these freaking cookies. Like, oh my God, did Colette eat them? So lo and behold, since it's my next door neighbor, she comes over and to my mom and she's like, hey, Carrie, like, I just wanted to let you know it's totally fine. But Colette ate these cookies, whatever. My mom was so embarrassed and she was like, oh, my God, let me give you money. I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, it's totally fine. I just figured you'd want to know. And I remember my mom yelling at me in front of like we had a neighborhood of like 15 kids at least, like probably more. But that's how many were out that day. Or at least it felt like that everyone was looking at me and my mom was screaming at me about how I ate these cookies and sold them right after it was terrible um so how did that shape me is a good question well it still haunts me to this day I remember I was grounded and there was all these like repercussions 
And I think that that taught me and shaped me into being an honest person (laughs) and trying not to steal and lie and cheat or whatever. So that was, that was a good, a good moment from my childhood that it's probably one of the earliest memories I remember. Okay, next up, James Flips. Let's see. He said, what made you want to work at a coffee shop? This is a good question because I just saw James like, I don't know, two days ago at his coffee shop, Vinaka, where he works. And I told him that I got a job at a coffee shop. So the word coffee shop is being thrown around a little bit much right now, but it's fine. And that's a good question, James. I've been talking about wanting to work at a coffee shop for like six months, but in the process of doing that, I also didn't want to go back to quote-unquote a minimum wage job and I didn't want to stop the social media jobs I was doing and a lot of the other things that I was doing and I finally like was thinking about everything, realized I was kind of unhappy like I said the last two episodes in what I was doing currently and after like talking through some things through therapy and stuff, I realized that what was holding me back from doing that was the fact that I felt like if I went and I took a minimum wage job, I was almost taking like a step back because I felt like I was having so much success so fast that I didn't want to like lose that like momentum basically. And in the end, I ended up caving after getting all these super gnarly jobs and like working really hard, which was great but it burned me out in like five months. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm done. And I caved and I started my first day yesterday at Captain's Grounds. And I have a shift in like two hours today and I have one on Sunday and I am so happy with it. Like only one day yesterday for three hours and everyone was super awesome and rad. And um, I really also want to learn the art of coffee. We all know hot cocoa is you know hot cocoa but we all know I drink a lot of coffee (laughs) and um my addiction started actually like around this time like four years ago so we're almost at like an anniversary moment over here and um it's kind of cool that I got a job working in coffee at like my four-year anniversary which is like kind of funny um so yeah I don't know if that answers your question James but I'm very excited to see you there because I know you will be there okay Kara, who's one of my co-workers at the flower shop I work at, she said dream wedding and Kara actually just got engaged and she is getting married and I think at the end of the month. So yay Kara, congratulations, little shout out to you. Um, my dream wedding, that's a good question. I talk about this often, obviously when you're with someone for a year and I'm a dreamer so I really like to I like to talk about this stuff but I'm actually (laughs) anti-wedding and I'm anti not anti-marriage but I'm anti like I'm just I don't know like I think one of the things is is that I never went to a wedding ever ever until this past year in June and the very first wedding that I shot as a like the very first wedding I attended was where I was working because I was the photographer for it so I think that's really funny. Like my very first wedding was was a wedding that I had to work at. And then the second wedding I went to after that, which I think was my first like real, real wedding, I was actually a guest. And that was Sarah and Isaac's wedding and their dear friends. And that one was really fun. And that was like my first real one. 
But after that one, I started shooting a lot more. So now I've probably been to like 10. And I just, I don't like traditional weddings. <laughs> I don't even have a dream wedding because I despise the idea of weddings. And they just seem dumb to me. <laughs> and I know that when I get married, it is going to be very untraditional and I have so many different ideas that I don't even have a dream wedding. One of my ideas though right now, which will end on this, is what if we get married with just our immediate family in Cabo or Mexico or wherever by the beach and you take a week off or like the weekend, a couple days, and you can relax, you get to tan, you know, we can go surf and then we can get married, like really small ceremony probably like 15 people, you know, get to wear the dress, get like all dressed up. There's no worry about bridesmaids and like doing all that and stuff and stuff like that. And, you know, you still have like a bachelorette party with like your friends and it should be like a bunch of people. So you don't have to like leave anyone out because I hate the fact of like having bridesmaids, but then people are left out. You know what I mean? Because there's like some close friends of mine that I would want to be a bridesmaid, but like yeah, it's a whole big thing. So anyway, um, get married in Cabo and then have a videographer there. So they're going to film the whole, the whole ceremony and then they're going to edit that together. And then like a month after you get back from Cabo, you just have a huge reception, right? So just a huge party basically in like Joshua Tree or something. And you're there Friday through Sunday. So like Friday night, you're or Friday day, like you're there. You can go to like the pool or wherever you're like your Airbnb is or like depending on where it is. And then Saturday, you just like party with everyone basically. And then that this way, like not everyone has to go to your wedding. It doesn't have to be crazy expensive. And then that Sunday, instead of leaving, I hate this tradition. Like, you know, you, you're there to celebrate the bride and the groom and then they leave that night, like after your four or five hour wedding and you barely get to see them when you're just trying to celebrate them. So I say party all night, go ham. Like this is nuts, crazy. I've always wanted to throw like a boss party so maybe my wedding will be that and then after that the sunday you don't leave that night on saturday you get to hang out with everyone till sunday and then you can leave sunday night and you can go on your honeymoon or whatever very untraditional basically like a month or two long party probably more for me but that is my one of my dreams currently <laughs> favorite road trip destination and this is by a dear friend her Instagram name is Goldberry Home, which I love, and her name is Kirsten. So, um, favorite road trip destination? That's a good question. Right now, Micah is actually up north, and he he went as far. I think they're in Slow right now. I think they're a little further, but I'm not sure. And there's a little town called Slovang right now in California, which is like about four hours away from me. And my um, I haven't been there. That's a desired road trip destination, I guess. But my favorite road trip destination has to probably be, you know, I haven't been on a lot for me to say that. Oh, you know what? I do love the drive to Arizona. I've done the drive to Arizona a few times in my life and I love that drive. So it's kind of boring. Everyone's like, why? It's literally desert. Um, but it's pretty fun. And then also Mike and I did a trip to Santa Barbara and we're hoping to go to Big Sur soon. So once we do that, that'll probably be my favorite. But yeah, I'm looking forward to those. Okay, we have two questions from Kaylin Kolb. She said, number one, what is the hardest thing you ever had to do? <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> I already knew my like the first thought that went into my head is so real that I don't even know if I want to like discuss it. But 
I have some stuff that's going on that's a little too close to home with friendships right now. And I think I'm going to touch on it because I think one of the hardest things I ever had to do, which was worse than a breakup for me. And obviously I've never really been through like a full breakup because Mike is my first like real boyfriend. Um, was my best friend breakup actually in high school and currently I feel like I'm going through something very similar um right now but I think one of my best friends from high school who we are friends for like literally ever we did swim team together and I will she will remain anonymous because the people that do listen to my show um are still I think some are still from you know high school so I don't want to like out her but I think that was one of the hardest things for me was to realize that someone you, you've grown up with and spent like eight or nine years with and like spent like majority of your high school career with where you change so much. And like for me, I get attached not easily, but like if I let you into my heart, like you can't really go back from that. And so it was almost like, well, she went to school and then things just got rough and like falling out, like just normal stuff and there's lots of lots and lots of lots of drama I guess and like nooks and crannies to this story but I don't want to get into those because they make me so sad (laughs) but that was the hardest thing I ever had to do was healing from from that friendship there's a lot of trauma that comes from it and um at the end of the day I was the one who picked myself up there was no one else there um yes I made other friends from San Diego and I love them and they're some of my best friends and I live with obviously three of them but it was hard and we actually just saw like yesterday from like a year ago in my memories it was like our trip to New York and we went to New York for like a few days we missed our like senior homecoming for like a film festival we got entered into so I got really emo seeing all of that stuff yesterday but in a way, it gave me a huge appreciation for how much I've grown since then and how different things are. But I'm so grateful for where I'm at now. And I have such a different understanding that it really gave me like happiness to look at those videos and photos. When this first happened, you wouldn't catch me dead (laughs) looking at photos of her and I and memories that we had together because I would be so upset. So that, my friends, is growth and that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Spin off of that question, when was the happiest moment of your life? Um... That's a good, I almost was like getting proposed to. Like I go to something so drastic that hasn't even happened in my lifetime yet. I'm like having a child. I do not have a child. Um, uh, let's see. That's crazy. Um, you know, actually, no, I can hit this one right on the nose. One of the happiest moments in my life has to do with kind of my career and my high school career, I guess, was when it was my senior year and I did CHS TV, as I've mentioned many times, so broadcast journalism. And they have this convention called STN, which is Student Television Network. And you have basically the whole weekend, it's like a convention to compete. So there's two different contests. But the one contest that I'm specifically talking about is called Commercial. And you had six hours to produce a commercial. 
and you only had three hours to shoot it and three hours to edit it and you had to turn it in and you only had one prompt and you had to basically make a whole story story out of it excuse me and basically what we did was the prompt was called donuts and we were like what the hell do we do with the prompt that's literally one word that says donuts but my team and I freaking killed it and that was a really important year for me because I was producer and like I feel like I I did a lot like I was the one who shot it I was the one who like kind of directed everything and not giving no credit to anyone on the team because everyone was so amazing and there was like no drama that whole day which is like unheard of for STN contests and we I edited with Gabby and we we were the first ones done editing for commercial like we were done like an hour before and we were like I don't think we're gonna win like we had a really good storyline and we really liked it. We, we had some really funny actors in it, but we were just like, we edited way too fast. And we were like, I just, I was like, I just don't think there's more we could do with it. So we, all you had to do was wait until the ceremony, like two days after that. And as they were counting down, you know, fourth place, third place, then you get to second and your my palms are literally sweating right now. Like your palms start sweating. You get nervous because if they don't call your name on second or first, then you didn't win anything. And lo and behold, we get to first place and they called our school's name. And Davin Eagleson and I had to go up on the stage and accept the award. And I remember just feeling so like happy and accomplished because I think years prior, like we didn't get too many wins and stuff um, for our school. So it felt super good to provide that win, that first place win. And we won a lot that year. So it was, it was, I could not stop holding the trophy. I think in our like group class photo, I'm literally holding our first place trophy and no one else is holding their awards because I was like, so, so just like obsessed. And yeah, that was one of the happiest moments of my life for sure. Which is like, I, yeah, greatest moment. I still reminisce. And if you want to watch commercial, it's on my YouTube channel. So it's just called, it's on there. So just go to videos. It says donuts. All right. Emily said how to deal with hookup culture. I hate it so much, but I can't escape it. Girl, let me tell you, go back to episode freaking like six and go listen to hookup culture and see what I said there um, for a more extensive answer because that episode is just so true. Hookup culture sucks. It's so dumb and I'm sorry. All I can say is I'm sorry to the people and the women and even the guys that go through hookup culture and you can't escape it, but it starts with loving who you are and not trying to get male validation because a lot of hookup culture comes from from what I've learned from being out of it for a year more than a year is like hookup culture comes from you feeling validated or chasing a relationship that's probably not going to happen but we just don't want to admit it because think about it when you go to a party like I've, I've thought about this a lot actually recently when you go to a party what are you looking for? Like there's, there's a few different outcomes. Like you can look for getting drunk and getting blacked out like with your friends or like, you know, that's like one of the main ones. I feel like when you're in high school, like people drink to black out. And the other thing is, what is it? Like I see a lot of times guys and girls are just chasing someone to hook up with. 
which is interesting because it's like, why do you, what is the overall purpose? Like, let's say you go hook up with someone. What comes out of that? You feel good and that's about it. Like, do you want something more? Like, I feel like a lot, half the people at least in hookup culture are chasing a relationship, but you're not going to find a relationship, uh, especially a good one, if you're just hooking up with people all the time. So it's hard to escape it, but it starts with yourself and figuring out, well, how am I in this? What, what am I doing? Like, what's my overall purpose of doing this and participating, I guess, and can I remove myself is a good question. Like what would happen if I just didn't hook up with anyone or what would happen if someone wanted to hook up with me? I said, no, like obviously you want it and there's like that temptation, but removing yourself is by saying no. And I mean, I also don't know what age you're at, but let me tell you, it gets better. Like hookup culture is not really a thing when you get out of high school. I don't know if you're still in high school, but I feel like it's a huge thing when you're in high school because people are just like, want to explore and I know in college it's like a big thing too but that like relationship aspect is there a little bit more um so I just say remove yourself and try not to give in in into temptation because at the end of the day it's not worth it this is a good one (laughs) this question is from Natalie oh dear Natalie she said what keeps you up at night and I was like the damn birds I have these birds that sit on a power line across from my freaking window and it's a crow and there's these other like weird birds that I don't know what the species is and they keep me up all not not all night but in the morning they wake me up almost every day it's a running joke in the apartment that birds symbolize Christ and that since I'm working on my faith they're like you should be loving birds i'm like not these birds because these birds keep me up so that's what keeps me up natalie asked me like five questions so if i don't say the name for these questions assume it is her it is her if you could move anywhere in the u.s that wasn't california where would it be and why now this question's dangerous because i feel like i could say somewhere really stupid and that's not gonna be correct um currently i don't want to currently i would go anywhere because california is kind of scary right now but i i love it here and i would never want to leave um but for many years i really want to go to new york i like planned on living there plan on going to college there and obviously um god's plan is different (laughs) so here we are but i i definitely think i would go there if i was to go anywhere else i can't really picture myself anywhere else in the United States, like Montana or something, like, no, I think New York, and that's, that's the only other place I'd really desire, other than that, California's got everything I need, where do you see yourself in two years, or what do you want to be doing in two years, that's a good question, um, in two years, I want to be doing content creation still, and doing more podcasts, I mean, the goal with the podcast two years from now would be, like, almost like call her daddy status you know like I have thousands of listeners and people actually like me I guess and I don't have 20 20 listens per podcast but I mean that's in time so hopefully in two years the podcast will blow up and I just want to see myself overall happy fulfilled and doing what I love whether that's traveling or whatever um I need it to be with a camera regardless of whatever I'm doing so I want to see myself with a camera and I want to see myself traveling and having fun and that's that's it so far how has 2020 when 2021 been so I'm so dyslexic how has 2021 been 
for you so far. Wow, that was really hard for me to say. Um, hard. <laughs> I thought this year was going to go so good. And I think COVID, I just literally listened to a TikTok and it was like, am I sad today or is the world just like a mess? And I was like, hmm. And then I listened to it and she's from New York. She was like, we haven't even had time to like figure out our trauma from COVID. Like it, we're in this stage where we're still trying, like if everyone's like, okay, go back to work. But we're like, wait, like I haven't dealt with the trauma from 2020, but the trauma just gets worse. It has not stopped. And I think it's getting worse because 2020 was more chill than this season year has been. And I was talking to some friends the other day and we're in a stage right now where California is getting really scary with this like vaccine mandate. And, um, I think I don't want to talk about it because I'm scared of what people are going to say, but my whole family is vaccinated except for me. And I do not want to get vaccinated and I'm feeling like I have to now. And as the days go on and I still like kind of stand up for like my rights or whatever, I feel the pressure to get vaccinated almost every single day whether it's from family or like just the news and just everything in general so I'm trying to find like peace and serenity in a lot of this chaos um but it's been really hard and I think the difference between now versus 2020 is like when we started this whole like epidemic pandemic like there was an end in sight an end in sight like we started with it was two weeks and then two weeks turned into like a month and then that turned into maybe by the end of summer and then that turned into whatever it was and where I was last year thinking about all this I was pro like mask and stuff like I wore a mask everywhere pretty much and like but when it came down to vaccine and like the mandate like that's just my limit that's my line in the sand I, I don't want to do that and it's hard for me to stick up for that and I could talk about it for uh, a long time but I'm not going to because I don't want this to be a space where we talk about that because everyone is talking about it but I also don't want it to be a space where it's ignored so just know that so yeah so far so not good oh and the thing was was that like in 2020 we could kind of see an end in sight now it's 2021 we're almost to 2022 which means this pandemic has been going on for two years which is it has in a way kind of flown by but it's been really painful and there is no end in sight at all I can't see it um and it's hard to have hope for that so I'm trying to slow down so I don't lose my sanity <laughs> okay um we're almost we're at 30 minutes so I gotta hurry this up what are some trends you hope to see this fall could be anything fashion related Ooh, this is a good one okay so this morning i tried on an outfit and i actually am not ready for work right now because i hated it i hated my outfit i really like those zara like um collared button-down shirts with like a sweater vest over it and like a skirt or like shorts or pants like i really like that um and I feel like I'm late to the trend because the people have been doing this, but that's just me. I feel like an old woman who's always late to like fashion trends. Um, I think what I really like right now is I really like bright colors and I wear a lot of bright colors during the summer and I'm seeing a lot of girls wear really bright and pastel like colors right now during fall instead of like toned down cool tones, which I admire because my whole closet is bright colored clothes. All right, we got six left, you guys. What inspires you? What makes you excited about the future? This is the last one from Natalie. 
Um, what inspires me is people mostly. I love listening to people and their stories and which is why I wanted people on the podcast this week, but everyone was freaking busy. Um, so I love listening to people and their stories and like what they've been through to get where they are because everyone has such a unique story to them. And the only person that knows an individual's story the best is yourself. Like I think for me, the other person that knows me the best is Micah, but he doesn't know everything about me. And that's not because I haven't told him or because I don't want to. It's because he just doesn't live it. I've lived through everything. Like every hardship I've been through, like I've picked myself up. It's me. I'm my own best friend. And that's something I've been working on this whole week is being my own best friend and being happy in my own successes without finding validation from outside sources, which is so difficult to do because, you know, like it's hard to be your own cheerleader. It's hard to be your own best friend because we want people in our life and that's that's what shapes us as community. Um, but yeah, people inspire me. And what makes me excited about the future is people in my future. And I'm at this stage right now where I'm like, I feel like I have no friends. Like I worked so hard in the past five months to be where I am now that I pushed everyone away. And now I'm to a point where I'm like, oh, all I want is friends. All I want is community. But I pushed everyone away. And I'm in a stage right now of like, okay, well, now it's time to focus on me then and kind of manifest those friendships and, and you know, do that. So what excites me about the future is hopefully the community that I'll have and the people that will be in my life. <laughs> Hope widely said, OMG, please do purity culture. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's a loaded one. Um, I don't talk about this at all with anyone, actually. I don't even know my opinions on this. But hookup culture and purity culture are two different cultures. Let's be real here. Like, completely opposite. And I know some friends that are waiting till marriage, right? And I think it's it's not toxic. Like, I, I have friends in my life right now that are waiting and they're wonderful, and they've made that commitment, and I love them, and I'm so excited for them, but I have had other friends who have had worse experiences, and who push the limits a little too much, you know what I mean, like, when you say you're gonna be pure, and you're gonna wait, or whatever, and then you push the limits, and do everything but, you know, sex, like, there's that line where it's like, you can't, you can't get what you want, and also stay, you're still going to be pure. So honestly, I think it just depends on the person because depending on who the person is and their willingness and the commitment they made at the beginning of their life or like whenever, like that's different. Um, so I think it really like depends on person. And I think the one thing I hate about the culture of purity is that people shame you a lot especially in church too like I've been there I've heard a lot of like when I was in high school and I was in like a toxic church situation like I just remember feeling like ashamed and I hadn't even kissed a boy when I was in church at this point but I remember like I haven't even done anything yet and I felt like shameful for even thinking about like wanting to kiss a boy or anything so I think that there's this like culture and this like stigma that we like, it's, it's just a big no, and I understand it from, a, like, a religious standpoint, but at the same time, the culture is really toxic, because even if it does happen, it's not like a, 
oh, I love you, it's fine. Like, yes, it is, but also it's like there's that weird sense of guilt and shame. And I I totally could see how this could go different ways, but yeah, it's a huge conversation. So I hope maybe you should come on the show and we should talk about it because I don't know fully. (laughs) Okay, this one, okay, I'm really sorry if I say your name wrong. Um... Countess Popoli? I'm so sorry. I don't know if that's right. Um, but she asks, do you and Micah have the same attachment style? If not, how t- how do you have the hard convos? Wow, that's a really good question. Oh my goodness. So I didn't really know what the attachment styles are until like a couple weeks ago, actually. And it helps my relationship a lot knowing them. <laughs> Let's just say that. So if you don't know the different attachment styles, go look them up because I don't know all of them. But I know that mine is anxious and I know his is avoidant. So yes, we are different. So we do not have the same. And that does make the hard convos hard. And actually last week, Micah and I got into a little thing and (laughs) it wasn't really big. I was just kind of frustrated. But I do this thing because of my attachment style and his avoidant style. And basically what that means is like if we get in a fight, Micah wants to leave it alone for like a day or whatever and then we'll come back revisit it. And for me, I want to get it done as soon as possible. I will not stop talking about it until it gets situated and that's that. And I'm also a person who does not do arguments well and fix them unless we do it face to face. So that's a whole big thing. And yeah, my attachment style is super annoying. And I think it's hard. Like for example, last week, I did not want to stop talking about this argument we were in for like literally a full day. So I was texting about it and I made things worse and he made things worse when like we probably should have just like left it alone for like a day and then our conversation wouldn't have been three hours and it would have probably been like a 30 minute conversation instead. Um, But I think what I'm learning right now is to be patient and to swallow my pride a little bit and trying to kind of get over that kind of stuff and maybe it will help. Um... So yeah, that's a that's kind of that. I haven't done a lot of research, but that's my recent experiences. Okay, so you also asked tips on dating when you're not comfy with your body. And I think this is a really important one. When I first started involving myself in hookup culture, I tried to find outside validation from men because I didn't like my body. And that sounds dumb. But it's very, very true. And I think once you get to a point where you start dating and you start being like interested and intimate and like you want to actually find a boyfriend is when all those insecurities come out more than your hookup culture, which I think is really, really interesting. Um, But it just takes time. And honestly, trust is the biggest thing because for me at least, like, it took me it took me a while to actually accept the fact that someone else finds me attractive (laughs) and I know that's so stupid but like it's true like when you don't find yourself attractive or you're like I'm uncomfortable in the skin I'm in how can someone else love me for exactly the way I am and not ask me to change like that doesn't make that doesn't make sense to me So you have to accept that you're amazing and before you even start dating someone, you have to accept that 
you're beautiful just as you are. And guaranteed, there's not one, but probably a few, many thousands, I don't know, people that will find you beautiful too. So if you accept that in your heart, your confidence is going to radiate that. And I think the biggest thing for Mike and I was I accepted all that into my heart. So by the time we met, we were friends for like a couple months and I was already radiating that confidence because I felt good in my own skin, even when we were just friends. So then when we got to the dating portion, it got a little bit easier because I love myself. And then obviously when you put yourself in a relationship standpoint, things get a little harder and you know, those insecurities come out, but that's when that communication big thing with your partner comes into play because you got to talk to them about how you're feeling and like certain things they say or do or certain things that you say or do might feel a specific way or like hey you saying this made me feel like bummed about this because I still feel insecure about my body in this way you know like and if they really love you they'll accept that and they'll reassure you which Micah has for me and it makes you feel more confident in yourself and it just it feels really nice (laughs) so that is my tips on that we should do a full episode on that because that was a really good question um okay last two you guys so we're gonna wrap up yo kylie sent me a message and she said if you could be any animal what would you be and why um without question i would be a dolphin and i would want to be a dolphin because when i was a little girl and i was in indian princes which is where you go camping with your dad once a month every like year and like you go once a month for the whole year when from you're like five till you're like 12 and they made you do a pick a name right so you had to pick your favorite animal and you had to pick a hobby right so those are flipped so I was the singing dolphin because I like to sing and my favorite animal is dolphin and to this day my I would be an animal because or I would be an animal I would be a dolphin because they get to swim freely they get to be in the ocean which is my favorite thing ever two things my favorite things ever swimming and being in the ocean and I just love the noises they make and their their little little babies are so cute. So that's that's the animal I would be. Okay, last question, which is super dumb, and I hate to end on this note, but we're going to. Mr. Leapster, who is my boyfriend, said, What's your favorite band? And Deep explain why. I don't have a favorite band. Um, yeah, sorry. I think my current favorite band that I've been listening to, if I go to my Spotify, however, is babe rainbow which has been pretty fun and i've been listening to jj cal a lot so yes i'm not doing deep explanation because i don't really have a solid answer but those are the two artists that i have been listening to a lot recently so that wraps up our q a that went way longer than expected you guys asked so many good questions and i was so happy to answer them we are definitely going to be doing this again so make sure to tune in on my instagram at hot cocoa podcast or at colette.morehead for more i also started a photography instagram called coco photo which is linked in my instagram as well so you should definitely go follow that and then i will be posting photos from there so yes thank you guys so much for tuning in and hopefully we will have a new guest on next week so if you're listening to this and you want to be guest on please dm me we're also going to put out some forms so you can fill out some forms so you can get a schedule going and we'll have people on the show. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. See you next time. Bye.